Welcome to the Chatterbox with your host, Nicole Parcini. Today's guest is none other than St. Martin's favorite local artist, Gilda, a.k.a. Devon. Stream his latest summer hit, Self Love, on all music platforms. In this episode, we chat about so much, but spoiler alert, so let's just get into it. How was your trip back home? Like, you were there living oh, life. Oh, that trip. Yeah, I mean, before that trip, I haven't been home in, like, five years so how you know because i had got a job at booking.com and then the pandemic hit so i really couldn't leave so yeah the trip back home was great it was it was well needed i always say you need to go back to your roots to recharge living in these big cities where we're not from is if you stay here long enough you'll drive you crazy you know what i'm saying and i really felt like i was okay just about to go crazy in amsterdam so to be back home it was good i did nothing but party and drink and all type of random activities. <laughs> I was, I was uh, as the young people stated, I was outside. Yeah, we you know outside. What I'm so, I swear. We outside. When yeah, did definitely. you move to the Netherlands? When did I move? Okay, I graduated at St. Martin Academy 2010, stayed one year at St. Martin. 2012, I moved to the Netherlands. So I've been up here a good while. I think September gonna make nine years. Dang. If I'm mistaken. Um, it's been too long, yeah. to be honest. Like, <laughs> I'm mentally, I'm mentally ready to go back home. To be quite honest, I, I, pre- I right now preparing myself for the move back. So, um, but yeah, it's 2012. That's when I uh, first touched down in uh, the Macamba land, as we call it. <laughs> <laughs> did you think you would be in the Netherlands for nine years, or did you always think you were gonna go home and just figure, figure something out? Well, first, first of all, I never wanted to be home mm. because you know Saint Martin is like a big bucket, <laughs> and it's a lot of crab mentality going on. And people, when I say that, people just feel like I' talking down on people there, but they know it. Do you know what I'm saying? Or they just Saint Martinos <laughs> don't like, yeah, Saint Martinos don't like when people from outside yeah, tell them about I them. Feel. You understand? But um. No, I wasn't even planning to come to the Netherlands. That 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 decision was actually really funny. Like me and my best friend Sean, shout out Sean Kana, we was planning to go Miami together. Sweet. I even have my green card. Yeah. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? So we were planning to go Miami, and literally, must have six months before, we was like, cause we had looked at like the tuition yeah. and like how much debt we would have in America versus going to Holland. Yeah. Mind you, we don't we don't speak Dutch. Yeah, like, I feel at you. All. <laughs> so we was like. Okay, well, we have Dutch passports, and then we literally just watch each other. And was like, yo, let's go to Amsterdam. And we was like, all right, cool, whatever. <laughs> so we switched all the plans in for school here. And um, my first school I went to was in Harlem. I did um music and entertainment management, but I dropped out of that study. And um, yeah, I definitely never see myself staying up here this long. But Amsterdam have a charm about it. I always tell people, like. I don't like the Netherlands, mm. but I love Amsterdam. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This, this, like, I, I, I'll accept this city and the rest of the Yeah, if, if the universe could just take Amsterdam out of the Netherlands and put it right next to Anguilla, I'd be I'm super thankful. Like, <laughs> but um, no, Amsterdam have a charm about it. So that it really kept me here, especially like right after I graduate, I get a job booking.com. So I was like, well, I ain't leaving. I have a great job. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah, man. I just stuck in it out up here for now. I feel, I feel. But I mean, you seem to have found a solid community, you know, in the in in the Netherlands, which I think is really awesome. Like even as islanders, like I feel like sometimes it, there's like this perception that it's hard to really like get into the culture because Dutch people are, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't want to say it too loud. Yeah, and Dutch people. No, but the thing is, is like 
all the years I've lived here, I lived in a place called the Belmer. Anybody who Dutch know about the Belmer, you know what I'm saying? Um, Dutch, Dutch people think the Belmer is the ghetto, the hood, which is what it was <laughs> back in the days. <laughs> um, but now the Belmer is so gentrified. Uh. Like, I, I, li- I live in a neighborhood where a couple years ago, you can't even be outside past a certain time. Now you got white people jogging with poodles. Like, it's crazy to see like how that. gentrification works. Like but um, no, the community, what I did, you know, is basically because of college, because mm. Mike's college was literally up the road over there. And they in that college i was going to school with people who was living in the community in my class and they introduced me to their friends and mm. then that's how i met like a marty and all these other artists and who live and born and raised in the belmer mm. and just being friends with them i just stick to them yeah. like, all of my close friends is holland is Ghanaian, like from africa so i don't i don't have no dutch friends i don't consider them dutch <laughs> i consider them Ghanaian. so all my friends is Ghanaian. so I just stick to that community in the Belmer and this is where all the culture is anyway. So Yeah, sweet. Do you what are you gonna do on the island? Like, cause I feel like I know especially with the lack of like opportunity, like is booking dot com gonna let you work remote? That would be sweet. I mean, they do they right before I left for vacation, they roll out this new policy where they're like, um, yeah, we're gonna let y'all work anywhere in the world for twenty days every year. And I'm like, it's a start. But yeah. How about just letting us work anywhere we Period. want? You know what I'm saying? I don't see what's so high, especially for me. I have a Dutch passport. Like y'all don't have to do a damn thing. Like just, yeah, exactly. I just, I just going back to where I'm from. You know what I mean? But it's just logistics mm. and tax, and they think in time difference and internet, and they need to show how internet in other countries hold up versus here in the Netherlands. So that is a real struggle, and I do think that's something St. Martin needs to get it together on. For sure. Oh God, doesn't it? But back home, um, I got plans. I mean, it's more so out of I'm moving back home more so out of to help my mom. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you she she gave her last when I was in college, she gave every cent anytime I needed money or when things was really bad, she would send any like her last to make sure I was good. So now I wanna go back home and return the favor. Yeah. So I got I got a few ideas and stuff cooking up and a couple of job opportunities i was talking to a few people when i was there on vacation my brother part owns um 721 hookah lounge in maho so that's like a family business Sweet. you know what i'm saying so it got some vibes yeah. that i could pull out yeah. but i had to tell people like moving back to st martin that don't mean you can't leave yeah <laughs> so <this is> true. <laughs> yeah if if, if 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 you know if it's really crappy then i'll just pick back up and come back to amsterdam <laughs> Or it could just come, come has to this... America. Like, America's lit. No shot. <laughs> no shot. <laughs> no shot. I'm fine. I'm, I used to see America as the big dream, but not not, not no more. I'm fine on that one. Dang. Yeah, I'm good in Europe. I feel. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I The West Coast is a different vibe, I will say. You know, it's a definitely a different vibe. I, I love it. Yeah, here. where do you live, though, on the West Coast? Where do you live? So I, I live in Washington. So, like, Microsoft's headquarters is in Redmond, Washington. Most people think it's, mm-hmm. like, in Seattle, which is the city of, like, the, mm-hmm. the main city in the state of Washington. It's actually, like, not really in the city. It's, they have offices, like, freaking everywhere. But 
they really have locations in Bellevue, which I call like Bougieville because it's like all skyscrapers, <laughs> like all like luxury yeah. brands. Everybody Lush. driving, you know, whipping some luxury car, Reefs, like skis out in the street. Bentegas. Yeah, yep. Maseratis, all them, all them out there, just all Corvettes, <laughs> all of it. And then Redmond <laughs> is like pretty much Microsoft. Like it's all Microsoft. Like I swear every single yeah. building is probably a Microsoft office building. It's so freaking yeah, huge yeah. it's like as big as a college campus that's how huge it is so washington is so seattle is the city within washington state state yes okay. not washington dc washington no no DC. that i knew that yeah. that i knew that's on the east oh that's trust me coast. people get that. it confused like when literally when we were moving out here the shipping company sent our stuff to washington dc not washington the state and you would think, like, I'm like, I'm not even from here, and I know the difference. Like, y'all need to get it. Together. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the one thing, I'm, one thing is, a lot of people feel geography. So yes, really, really badly. <laughs> but one thing I feel like, like Washington gets a bad rap because they say it rains all the time, and it's really not that mm. bad. And the summers here are incredible. Like, there's so much to do outdoors. Like, I love it because at least, like, growing up in the Caribbean, I'm used to the water being right there and like mm-hmm, seeing the water mm-hmm. every day, and I get to see mm-hmm. that here. Whereas, like, in Michigan, it was really, like, I was in Ann Arbor, and it wasn't, like, the Great Lakes are cool, but they're, like, farther away. They're not yeah, right next to you. and it's cold in Michigan. And, yes, this, it is cold. <laughs> it is balls cold. But, but it, gets, it gets cold over there in Washington, no? In Seattle, So, it gets chilly. It doesn't, I wouldn't say it gets as cold as Michigan. If it ever snows, okay. like, it will snow, but mostly in the mountains. And then if uh... you, it, like, it literally only snowed one time on like the at sea level and when yeah. it snows here they shut everything down because it's like a ton of hills everywhere especially in the city like i swear the roads are like like it's steep <laughs> af like, but then we used to that we used to that back i know home. We but it's like this is like thing, multiple yeah. lanes steep as hell just like a bunch of chaos <laughs> And so when it snows, they and they don't have any like snow removal gear over here, so they just shut mm. everything down. And they're like, "Don't go nowhere. Everybody, just yeah, stay inside." Fuck it out. And then it melts. <laughs> it melts just as quickly. So literally, it snowed one weekend. The entire place mm-hmm. was covered in powder. It was so beautiful. And then literally mm-hmm. by Monday, it was gone. Well, I must say, at, at my job, I do have a colleague um, who's from Seattle. She's only over here because her husband's from Amsterdam, but she's from Seattle, and she always gives me good stories. And I always said, if I were to ever move to America, it would be Seattle. Yeah, it's lovely. Like, it, the temperature yeah, is nice. Yeah. We only had one heat wave, which it sucked. Trust me, it was hot. It was reminding me of St. Marin, <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is going on? This is too much. But yeah. the weather is usually like really nice like it's really comfortable and there's so much to do and there's all the engineers and like there's so many cool people around here that like do really interesting things whether they work at amazon or microsoft or google or whatever yeah and we used to have an office in seattle but during the pandemic we closed the office down Mm because that was my plan i was like because the company has a thing where they could transfer Mm -hmm. us to different offices around the world and my plan was okay well then i'm gonna just go move to seattle and work in the seattle office but then the pandemic, the pandemic happened, office closed down, but it didn't even about the weather to me. Like I live in Holland for nine years. I've seen blizzards. I've seen everything. It's better than yeah. that. <laughs> it's it's more it's more it's more ideology. And from what I've heard from all my American friends, Seattle is very progressive. Yes, so very much. I so. need to live in a very progressive it's state. I cannot legal. live in a state where there's um it's like very much, you know, I mean, here's where they had Chaz, you know what I mean? These are some America. different 
different mofos out here blockading streets kicking out the police yeah 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 yeah. i come from amsterdam so you know we used to everything being legal over here we used to like the uh, the peak the peak progressive mentalities in amsterdam even like but like the thing is it's interesting because washington is actually so like you would think because it's like a weed legal state they're very progressive on drug use they're actually not Mm -hmm. the reason i think they legalize weed is because it helps with the mental health issues that they have in the area but oregon which is like right to the south recently legalized every single drug there yeah but that's the thing people think that weed is legal in amsterdam it's not weed in, in Holland's not legal it's tolerated mm, no it's so legal I, like it's as common as mcdonald's there's a dispo on every corner the weed here is common as hell too but it's just that you know you can't like if they stop me on the road and i think i have more than seven grams i could i could get arrested yeah i mean i, I love it though amsterdam forever yeah <laughs> i i definitely love progressive states it's, it's just like there's a lot especially at microsoft i feel like there's a lot there's a lot of that liberal energy a lot of just like love making it. it diversity making it very love inclusive it. and it's lit like i love it there's people literally doing whatever the hell they want living their best life cap hill is mm-hmm. like lgbt street like it is just the whole it's just lit it's full of fun and i i feel like you would love seattle you should totally come over no definitely i'll take a trip i'll take a trip yeah even if it uh, is just to come see it it's a vibe like getting out on the lake it might it might it might get me to stay there it's so beautiful (laughs) like we could go hiking like it's so much stuff like very like we go snowboarding in the winter like because the ski season is so long here and it's just there's so much to do and it's so beautiful like i blows my mind that stunning just nature views you can see here mm-hmm. and but anywho so i'll see you soon there yeah exactly i exactly now for a message from our sponsors but what like i'm curious so i know when i've known you when i was actually first introduced to you people were like oh yeah that's gilda and then eventually i was like oh no that's devon and i was like wait i'm super confused i was like wait who is gilda (laughs) and like who is devon Um, what's going on but gilda's your like entertainer like yeah that's what the that's what the world well the world knew me as indeed (laughs) <laughs> but when did Gilda start? Like, when were you like, that's that's the little name. We going with that. And this is now my music persona. Yeah. Okay. So back in the days when I first, I started rapping when I was 15, mm. right? Outcast. Shout out to DJ Outcast. He was the first one to ever discover me and work with me and was recording me at 15 years old in his studio. And I helped me and him become like brothers. And back then, I was, sorry, but I still am now, I was a huge 50 Cent fan, mm. right? So everybody back then used to call me Little Scent because I was so short. I was had this big head, super skinny. It was a little scent walking around the place. So I was like, okay, Little Scent, we're going to run with that. And then they had a year. We went to New York, me, G-Money, Elkas, uh, Kelvin, who is King James now, Zav. A bunch of us went to New York. And we was in the hotel, and we had went to BT106 in part because uh, that's when Mikey used to do the talent showdown and the winners go to New York or whatever. So we was in the we went to BT106 in part, and then we went to MTV. And at MTV, we run into like a a thing like a 
Kardashian, not a shrine, but like there was in MTV, there was like these handprints in concrete of mm. celebrities. So and then it was 50 Cent handprint there. And I think one of the 50 Cent's peoples was there and G Money was talking to him because G Money knows everybody in New York. And when we was back in the hotel, G Money was like, yo, yo, Gilda, you know who he talks already in the American accent, yo, Gilda, right? Yo, you need to change your name, son. You need to change your name to like Little Cent from Little Cent. And I was like, okay, what are we going to change it to? And then he was like, you should call yourself Gilda. And I'm like, why would I call myself Gilda? He's like, because you were a fan of 50 Cent, right? But then Gilda is 55 Cent, so you five cents above him. And as corny as it was, I was that like... Cold, like... <laughs> that shit cold. That shit cold as well, goddamn. It, it's <laughs> like Gilda is our currency, you know, in the island. Exactly. Like That's what he was like, yeah. you know, it's it's St. Martin-esque. So he was like, just take off the ER and put an A. And I was like, oh, you mean like the N-word? Got it. So boom, we did that. And I ran around with it for a bit, ran around with it for a bit. And back then, I was just putting no song after song after song after song after song. And then I put out a song with Shout Out to Shanti called Dance Floor. And that's when I first had used the name Gilda, like, out there. And we had shot the video in CIA. Mm. <laughs> and, yeah, CIA and prom. And then that video went crazy. And then everybody just started calling me Gilda. So I was like, all right, cool. Well, it's good. Stuff. It's a good name. <laughs> it is a very good name to have. I feel like it's very unique, and now it's yours, and yeah. nobody else can take that shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. I got Gildo. Nowadays, people call me Big Dono, which is something I created myself because I'm such a huge investor and fan of Cardano, which is the cryptocurrency, so everybody just calls me Big Dono now. So it's funny. It's a math and anybody coming up, yo, Dono. i like, who are they talking? Oh, that's me. Oh, yeah. Hi. Like, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm that dude now. Yeah. I, I'm that guy. But yeah, that's the story of how uh, Gilda came to form. That's sweet. Music. That's sweet. Yeah. And like, yeah, so yeah. you've been just making music since you were 15, just like constantly churning it out. Like, I guess what have you in that time, like develop a very clear process? Because I know like for a lot of musicians, like they have things that inspire them, things that like mm -hmm. certain situations where they like write their lyrics out or like how they mm -hmm. think about their music. I'm curious, like what, how, how is your process when it comes to just like developing the music that you make? Yeah, so back in the days um, when I first started rapping, I was also a producer, and I I used to make my own beats all the time and rap to them. So just for context, like what is what does a producer do compared? Okay, to... so for people who don't know, a producer is the person who makes the beat. Mm, okay, right. And then the artist, of course, we write the music, and then there's the engineer who records it, mix and master, blah, 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 blah. So I was the producer. So I would sit in my brother's room for, for, for hours when he was at school mm. or work, and then I would make beats. And then by the time they get home, I got another beat and another beat and another beat and another beat, and I would just, like, write to my own beats. But then because of that, I developed a process where not that I don't produce anymore because I just it wasn't my love anyways, and then I had a bunch of other producers around me. I need to hit a beat first, mm. right? I know a lot of artists who could just write a song without a beat and then be like, hey, I have a song idea. Let's make a beat to it. I can never do that. The producers have to send me the beat and then I would go off of what the beat is telling me to do, right? Because I feel like, okay, if the beat's sending me this direction, then I would follow it and then just fill it with yeah. my context of wherever it goes because I have, um, I don't have a lot at all, but I do have enough life experience to be like, okay, if we go in that direction, I know what to do over yeah. there. If we go in this direction, I know what to do over there. And um, yeah, that's just how I, I, I do it. So from since then, I just, the producers would send me the beat. I would hear it. And then I would be like, okay, I got it. And then boom, like I quick with writing songs. Like I could write 
a song in like a half hour. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I quick with like if my mind, if the beat really takes yeah. me to that direction, I know what to do. It's like okay, boom, I got yeah. it. Boom, 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 and then we record it, and then it, it good to go. So that's just been the process. Back then, I was a lot more like quick with the songs. These days, like I don't know. The older I get, the more the beats don't really impress me. So I had a producer, for example, send me a file of beats, and I just there's I think it was like thirty something beats. And none of them Damn. stuck with me because with me, the beat have to yeah. catch me in the first five yeah. to ten seconds. Like I need to feel yeah. it. But if I don't feel it, it's like you. A... yeah, as the artist, yeah, it's like exactly. it's just having like the right shoe. You know, it needs to fit right. And exactly. I love, I love music. I love like I have no clue how music is made, and so it always like fascinates <laughs> me because I'm like. Especially, like, I, I don't know how I would define my musical taste, but I feel like yeah. recently it's been more, like, psychedelic music. I love yeah. tunes that really, like, speak to your soul in some weird yeah. way. And I'm yeah. just like, how do they make that? I'm just like, how? I'm like, this just sounds so good. Like, my spirit is just, like, dancing to it. I don't even have to do nothing. And I'm always fascinated, like, how does that all come together? So I guess like for, yeah. for self-love, you had the beat first and then you wrote the track and recorded all of it. Because it's great. I yes. love it. I'd be playing it on repeat. I appreciate I swear. it. I, I'm, glad. <laughs> I'm glad you love it. I'm glad you love it. I appreciate the support. But with self-love, that song is actually three years old. Oh. Yeah. So that song, the way I wrote that was I was in the studio um, working with, shout out to 6-4, back um, N64. He's the producer, staff engineer. Um, I was in the studio with him and he was making a beat mm. and I was just laying down on the back on the couch like I normally do just lay on the couch in my head looking at the roof and then he making a beat and I start to hum self-love is the best love but don't hide what you feel for me but then what I do is every time I'm in the studio I have my cell phone on the voice memory recording mm. thing on and recording every time so Sweet. in case I say something catchy I'm like oh wait <laughs> let's yeah, go back to let's that go back to you that. know so I will start to singing it and then he was making the beat and then uh, I write the hook, like, right then and there, super quick. And then I was like, yo, but I can't sing. Like, I could. And the thing is, I'm a songwriter as well. So I've written songs for singers, and they put it out because I can't sing. But I'm yeah. like, you can sing. So you take this and have fun. Yeah. So I wrote it. And then he was like, yeah, but Marty next door working on his EP. And I was like, Marty's here? Boom. Bust out the door. Went to his studio. Interrupted his session. Like, Marty, what are you doing? He's like, recording. I was like, okay, stop recording. Come to my studio. I need you to do this. And he come in there, and I was like, okay, sing it like this. And he sing it, he lace it, boom. That was three years ago, huh? Fast forward to now, that song never came out because pandemic, mm. never had time. And then the engineer slash producer, 6'4", wasn't quite 100% satisfied with the beat. So he just shelved it. He was just like, nah, we'll just put it there, whatever. So I even forget about the song, to be honest. And then recently, as in earlier, no, last year, December, November, mm. I was with Jay Mello, who is my actual producer now. Like every one of my songs, Jay Mello makes the beats. Like I don't go to anybody else but him these days. So he was in the studio and he was like, I'll be working on an EP. And he was like, yo, whatever happened to self-love? And I was like, whatever did happen to that guy? <laughs> I did put work into that. You're right. Yeah. Like what the hell? So then boom. I call up like, yo, we're going on the tune. And he's like, yeah, but the beat ain't right. So Jim Mello was like, well, I can remake the beat. So the beat you hear now was not the original beat we made three years mm. ago. It's a whole different beat. So then what it was, Amarty actually moved to Ghana, right? Mm. Back to his home country. 
So before he left, like a week before he left, I was like, bro, I come in to pick you up. No, we go into the studio. No, before you go. So I brought him to the studio. We re-recorded it to make it sound fresh. Yeah. And everything in the song you hear is from three years ago, except the sandbar line. Because mm. I had another establishment that if I kept it, it would have sounded dated. Like people would have known it was old. It was old. So I'm like, okay, let me take that out and put in sandbar because that seems to be the, a nice place down there now. Yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> I was like, he just dropping all these names. I'm like, maybe I got to go to sandbar too. Like, let's... Uh, sandbar. And the funny thing is, I didn't know sandbar was owned by manny until i got there recently and then manny was like yeah come to sandbar and i was like okay cool yeah i put it in the song he's like you put my establishment in the song i was like you don't own lotus he's like yeah and sandbar and mikonos i was like oh he just out here entrepreneuring and shit shout out to know? manny man yeah, but yeah that's that that self-love came to boat like that it's like it was is it was an old song you know what i mean even the one before that but i'm still growing that was a song from the same time three years ago like i just take out old songs, dust them off, and just put them out at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's how it is rolled. You feel me? <laughs> is it, like, hard being an artist? Because, like, I, I don't I don't understand the business side either because I'm curious because I was, like, just trying to understand, like, how artists actually get paid for their work and under because i i've heard so much shit about just how terrible the music industry is oh the music industry is horrible it's so horrible. i'm curious like how is it for you like at least just understanding and navigating the business side of like being an artist and actually trying yeah. to get your name out there and have impact and grow your following yeah so the business side of the music industry is where everybody falls short including mm. myself because i wouldn't i would be remiss to sit here and be like yeah i know this i know that i i there's not much <laughs> to be honest i feel like because i hang around a lot of artists a lot of managers so whatever i know just come off of them and mm. just watching their moves and mistakes yeah but when you like of course i know how to read a contract a recording contract because in my first study they taught me how to read a music recording contract so i'm like okay that's great but then there's certain things there's certain terminologies that you don't know. That's why if you're going to sign a contract, you always have to have a lawyer or somebody present who could understand what this means. It's yeah. like, oh, this means they could tie you in until this date if you don't do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But as far as like for independent artists as myself, how we make money, I'm going to be 100% honest. And I, any, I'm going to say any, cause a lot, there's a lot of independent artists that are doing the thing if they have traction and yeah. following and fans, right? But if you don't have a cult fan base, you don't be making much money. You know what I'm saying? Especially from like Spotify and all these streaming services, they don't pay us much. Yeah, so I'm all. saying like, like this is trickle sense you get. Trickle sense. Most place. of the money, if you, if you're gonna make money, if you're gonna make money as an independent artist, it's from merchandise and shows. But again, to mm. do that, you have to have a cult fan base, right? Yeah. And that's where one of the things that, for me personally as an artist, I'm trying to develop. Um, is a fan base right but i feel like you have a fan base i feel like there's so many people that are rooting for you i do but then it's a catch-22 because number one mm. i live in the netherlands and they speak dutch so my english music doesn't really hit as much as it should number two most of my fan base is back home but they don't use spotify or tidal or deezer or you know what i'm saying Wait, so then what do they listen to your music on? Most of them have Apple Music, but even that they don't. Most of St. Martiners mostly listen to music on SoundCloud, which we don't get paid from. SoundCloud or YouTube. Yeah, because the subscription services don't have St. Martin listed when they try to sign up, remember? 
Oh. We still kind of backwards, girl. So, shit. Yeah. I always say, oh, every time I'm like, no, we're not that far behind. And it's like, we far behind. Oh, no, we, we horrible. We we horrible. Revolut not pull out of that place. We horrible. So, there's a catch 22. So, like, my where my core is, I can't get the support, right? But luckily, up here with the people I'm moving with, being around a Marty and Barano and all these guys, my, my Ghanaian brothers, yeah, they introducing me to a different market of Afro beats. But there's also Afro swing and Afro bashment where somebody like me with a hip hop Caribbean song could thrive on it. That's why self love have that type of beat because that beat is we would classify that as soft dance, all I guess, but. I think it's Afro bashment. So it's like a mash mm. between Afro beats and dance all put together where his yeah. voice on it is that soothed Afro sound and then yeah. my rapping with the island accent in between, you know? So that's just a whole different vibe, you know what I mean? So that, I think now the song's sitting at 11,000 something streams on Spotify. So that's great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, as far, it's just the bu- the business side of this music thing, man. Yeah. It's, 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 it's cutthroat. It's really cutthroat and it's really demoralizing. Because as yeah. an artist, all I want to do is focus on making the music. But then after you make the music... You have all this other stuff. As- yeah, exactly. You after you make the music, it's okay. What's your marketing plan? What's your budget? What's this? What's that? I'm like, bro, I just... At this point in my life, I don't just put music out. Whoever like it, like it. Whoever don't, don't. Like, I... Because I just... I just enjoy making music. You know what I mean? I, used to, I feel that. I used to take music so serious, like... Like, oh, I need to make it girl. Like, I need, I need to, I need to (laughs) do this. I need to, no, I'm just like, yo, whatever. I could just put a song out, whoever like it. Eh. (laughs) Yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, I feel like it's hard being a creative in this capitalistic world because you're, you're forced to look at your art from like a dollar sign and you're like, well, if it's not making me money, that means it has no value. And then like, it's so easy to trigger your ego and be like, I'm not, I don't have enough listens. I don't have enough followers. I don't have enough this. I need to do this. I need to do that. You're not there yet. Oh, this song didn't do as well as I thought. Oh shit. I must be a bad artist. No, it's just like, oh no, these things take time. I've been through that. Even me with this podcast, like sometimes like I have to remind myself like, like you, it's just is a process. Like yeah. you're doing this because you enjoy it. It has nothing to do with how many people listen or like how much money you make from it. It's a skill it's that a, you're it's, learning it's to a, develop. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a passion project. I treat music yeah, exactly. now as a passion project. Like again, back then I used to be like, this is my life. And now I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is like this much of my life. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then when I see other artists out there making it before me or doing stuff, you know, I applaud it, but then I, I like to put things in perspective. Right. So I just be like, at the end of the year, for example, Spotify does do this thing where they show the artists how much streams they had in that one year. Every year, my stream's low, and then all the other artists around me, the stream's high. But I'm like, yeah, because you put out, like, one song per year. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's nobody to blame but myself. But I think it's because back then I used to go so hard with music every day in the studio with no tangible results. But now that I'm older and actually better at it and actually know what I'm doing, I just, like... Do I want to put in that same effort again to get into an industry that's super fake? And it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like the music industry is 100% capped. It's everything is smoke and mirrors. Everything is fake. And I'm blessed to have like one it's of my It's all entertainment. Best... It's just exactly. a show. Exactly. And I'm blessed to have a best friend who is actually um a manager. He lives in Orlando. Shout out to DJ Genie. He used to manage Carly Buds. He manages OT Genesis. You know, acts like that. 
and I've learned mm. from him because he is in the industry. Like he has these yeah. record labels with on speed. He's with, with them. The sharks. And every time him and them FaceTime is just like, yo, why am I even doing this? Like this industry is so <laughs> <cap."> <laughs> like, I am sick of these rappers. Yeah, I'm a sick okay. of these. Not it's not even the rappers most of the times he's sick of, it's the executives, the labels. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He always tell me, Gilda, he like, bro. Is this sharks? Yeah, he's like, don't ever sign to a major label. He's like, don't do this to yourself, bro. Like, you don't want this stress. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's 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 very demoralizing. But again, once it's your passion, I love making music. I love making music, but more so what I do it for is because, and I said this years ago, I love to change, Im- improve, change, and just overall, like, you know, someone's mood with Mm. my thoughts with my imagination Mm. if i can make you feel happy when you're sad yeah i already successful ain't no amount of millions in the world that could change that that. you know what i'm saying because as much as this society trying to paint money as the most important thing it's like no you, you you either want to live your life and just die or you want to live your life and be immortal and the way you be immortal is how much people you touch in a positive way how like you know did you use your universal given ability to make a better place so exactly that's why i focused on right about now to be that's awesome yeah straight up yeah and i feel like i do see that in your music i feel like i mean even though you're saying these are old tracks they are definitely i feel like of the the essence of like you trying to improve yourself trying to grow trying to actually be better actually do positive things in the world actually send out positive messages to folks that might need them and i do think that's like why i listen to music is like because if i had to do my job without music i swear to god i'd probably like (laughs) die like it would be too because i like my test my job is like testing so i'm a test engineer and so we manage tests and so a lot of it can be routine because we're we're testing all of these different, you know, yeah. prototypes, but it can get so routine. And for me, like without music, I would just be like, you would become a robot. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it would be really, really <laughs> terrible. Music makes life so much. Like I just think about it. I'm like, what would life be like without music? There and would I be no not, life. Like it would just. I feel like this is like one of the purest expressions of humanity, and I love that about humans like when i hear music that speaks to my soul just like you said it like does it's just a transfer of energy that is hard to explain but it's very you can feel it in your biology like it's really really weird and it's not like you can see sound either it's yeah like an no invisible it, it's thing. invisible waves and the crazy thing is it masonry they teach us that music is one of the seven sciences of the universe right like is music the, i believe that you know what i'm saying like it is music, part, the oral exactly voice exactly and Music to me reminds us, even though people don't pick up on it, but I do. Music reminds me, and I hopefully anyone who listens to this, that these borders, these names of rocks we call countries, like it's not real. We're all it's living in a hologram, right? And yeah. music, re- well, <laughs> like it's like a it's like a virtual reality. Like it's just everything it is, is made a very up. Like, one. And music reminds me that yo. There's more to it. It's just none of it is real because, for example, hanging with my Ghanaian brothers, I remember this one time we were driving home from the studio and they was playing, like they were just playing different sounds from Africa, like music from the Congo, music from here. And I think it was one from the Congo that they played. And I was like, oh, but this is Zouk. And they're like, no, this is this. And I'm like, bro, play this song. And it was a Zouk song for the we just listened to back home. And they was mm. like, 
well, I'm sorry to tell you, your Zook originated here. So it just That's crazy. It just shows you like but first of all, all music come from Africa. Let's like let's just stop. Yeah, I feel let's you. Just stop There's there. the influence. Except yeah, the rock and roll. That was that was a Caucasian invention. But anything with like like soul in it, it comes from Africa. You know what I'm saying? Even like at the end of a Marty did a show for one of his EPs. And then they start to do like this rhythm on the drums and stuff where they was just like, you know, doing the, the dances. I don't even want disrespect. Yeah. Them, like, but just doing like the, the cultural dances. The cultural right? expression, yeah. And I remember I was backstage and I was asked one of them, show to make. I was like, yo, like, what what is this sound? And he was like, yeah, we just do this type of sound after like church, after soccer matches, just to celebrate. And I'm like, mm. but if you hear it harsher, you would swear, no limit bang going down the road. You would swear it's kind of our music. <laughs> Like, I was like, yo, but this is what we'd have jammed to back home. It's the yeah. same thing now. And they was like, well, it's from Ghana. And I'm like, bruh. That's beautiful. Bruh. I mean, all of us, all of us St. Martiners are from Africa. Facts. Like, Facts. we're all, like, I did my, like, 23 and me because mm-hmm. I was, like, hella curious. Mm-hmm. And I was also like, I hope my parents aren't lying to me about, you know, my history. Yeah. My dad's was the most boring. My dad's was, like, Indian. I was like, wow, that was a waste it's of like, money. It was like, that's a waste like, of money. Was, we could have watched like, you and say this. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, you're nothing else, bro. Just 100% Indian. Like, you could at least give me a sliver or something. No, oh, it was days. the most boring result ever. But yeah. mine was interesting because, like, yeah, we had Ghanaian and, like, Nigerian roots. And, like, as St. Martiners, as much as we have our Caribbean ties, like, I have no ties to Africa, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. But it's, like, a part of, like, but my soul and my spirit knows it, even though I, as, like, just me, isn't aware of it. And it's just so, it's it's fascinating. But that's why fascinating. that's why when we go home, is it's just a different feel, right? Like It is. Like, even when I was home for the past few weeks, like, people come to me, it's like, yo, you glowing. Like, you just look different. And I'm like, it's the mm-hmm. air. It's ho- I'm home. Like, the sun, the, the seawater, like, the food. the food, the culture. It's like, so good. it's home. So we, our spirits know it. You know, our energy know where we're from. And the fact that you have Ghanaian in, in your DNA, which doesn't surprise me at all, because, I mean, that's where the slave ships left. So it's, <laughs> and they make a pit stop in the Caribbean. So I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, I was like, no clue. Yeah. yeah, it's really, it's really fascinating but i i definitely music for me is definitely yeah i'm definitely one of those things that makes me know that there's more to life and i feel like even being an engineer and learning about frequency and understanding like how we like actually send information like across the air is insane it's literally magic like if we go back a few centuries people would think we were doing witchcraft like it is mind-blowing exactly (laughs) and yet like we just said you know like we're recording this over the internet no wires no wires nothing it's all being stored somewhere on some server in some part of the world yeah, i have no clue definitely and i can go access these weird frequency waves mm-hmm. and when the people listen to it they're gonna hear my voice and know it's me and they'll hear your voice and know that it's, it's you. magic and that's insane like it is insane it's and magic. i'm like you're literally listening to frequency and your brain knows what to do with that information i could like, tell that you're very passionate about this you love this <laughs> i love i mean i love thinking about how the world works, works and yep. like Yep. You said, like, when you were like, oh, we live in a matrix, that for me, I was just like, oh, do you want to go there? <laughs> <laughs> do you have the time, Gilda? Like, do you, do you want to you peek behind the curtain, my friend? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, like, for me, that's why I studied engineering is because I care. Like, I'm so fascinated by how the world works. And I do think we're in some weird, like, virtual reality where our 
brain makes it look like it's this three-dimensional space where everything is solid mm-hmm. and like there's boundaries mm-hmm. but in reality like that's not the case and it's just really crazy because we don't look at the world that way but yet that's how the world influences us exactly. every single day exactly and we just take it for granted like some dumb avatars in sims just walking around just like, well i always say human beings are the like as much as we think we're intelligent we're probably the lowest intelligent dumb. in the entire like ecosystem of the universe <laughs> like dumb af i think we are we're the love and hip hop of the universe. Like somewhere yeah. in a different galaxy. Like, yo, let's see what's going on. Oh, there's a flood. Oh, shit. These people crazy. <laughs> like, I really believe that. I definitely that. think we're the reality TV show of the universe. I'm yep. sure the reason the aliens don't come here is because we're like the ghetto. We're the ghetto. I'm like, telling Earth they is They come so and ghetto. they look and they're just like, yep, they're still doing dumb shit. Okay, yeah. we'll come back. They're slaughtering later. dolphins? Nah. Nah, we're not going there. No, sir. Yeah, they're killing their own. They just, they're, but I feel like when, when nuclear bombs happen, I feel like if there were any life in the universe, I think that's when we really caught their attention because they're like, oh shit, they can blow shit up now. Like, <laughs> they seem like they are a threat. These monkeys got hella These, smart. Wow, we, we need to go see what they're doing because this is, yeah, this is getting crazy. What What is that? Is that a mushroom cloud? We haven't seen one of those in ages. Nah, nah, we need to yeah, go see. I definitely think we we are dumb. Like I think it's hilarious how humans think they know everything when we're limited by our senses, and like Legit. we can only see the world through our eyes, Legit. ears, touch, sense, and like there's more to the world than our senses. But you know the like, thing is, we have the ability to go deeper, right? We have the ability to do it. It's just that we 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 lost touch of what is the connection between us. I don't call it the bowl. I just call the universe the bowl. Mm. Like, what, what is the connection between us and the bowl? The connection between us and the bowl is what the bowl gave us. It's Earth. But we're so busy destroying Earth that we just lose in touch with the bowl. So it's like, yeah. we could we could do it, you know. But as a I'm, I'm, I always say this. I don't know. Let me know if you feel this, too. I'll, I always say, you know, energy is so real. Is a reason why worldwide Monday feels like shit. But worldwide, Friday feels amazing. It's because as a collective on Friday, we, know. we, we all happy. So the energy yeah. travels. So it's like, oh, it just feels different. It's a reason why Christmas Day feels different versus a normal other day. Because it's the energy. So I, I always yes. say, like, if we just no, take I this ideology and uh, apply it to connecting with the universe, we would be great. But, you know. Yeah, we don't. Actually, I remember, I don't remember what exactly they used to do this, but I, there was this show I watched and they were talking about where they were measuring, like, I don't know if it's the energy, but like, it was like the level of like anxiousness in a society. And the reporters were like, literally the day of 9-11, the world was already anxious. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they knew, like, people were already, like, their stress responses were high as if they already knew that 9-11 was going to happen before it actually happened. Yeah. And it's really insane to me because I do believe, like, uh, humans do not listen to their biology. Like, we are the most ignorant, Mm stubborn-ass children on this planet Mm -hmm. that we just refuse to listen to what our environment is telling us. And we see it in our environment every day with, like, people being depressed, people being suicidal, people, like, being anxious people being miserable and yeah. unhappy despite the fact we have all this shit all this and we, ha- we have oh all God. of this stuff all <laughs> of it, like i can only imagine what our, my ancestors would 
be so freaking happy to have all the crap I have today exactly. as a 23 year old. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And yet people are hate themselves. People think like they're ugly. People think like they need to, you know, modify things about their body. And that people comes back buy. to these, these cell phones, social media. But that's a whole other topic. Like <laughs> we could, is, we could make hard. a whole other podcast on that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt. It's so hard. But for me, it's like you would think knowing all of that, seeing how miserable people are, that we would change, that we would be like, OK, clearly like, capitalism is great for money being an incentive, but maybe we don't need to work this hard. No. And I think I don't I forget it was a country that did it that implemented four day working four day week like work day. I definitely feel like it's the Scandinavia. The Scandinavians are ahead of everybody. Yeah, I think I, I had read surprised. it somewhere that I think it was a country implemented Four I think days. it was Japan, actually. No, it wasn't it might Japan. Have been Japan. It was somewhere in Europe that implemented... I think probably Japan. They didn't like years ahead, but... It, a place in Europe implemented four days a week work, and the results... They was like, Incredible. why we never did this before? Like, everybody morale was up. More work was getting done. And I'm like, what are we waiting on? Like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. But capitalism. It blows my mind. Yeah. Because, this... like, even when I... When I was an intern, I remember like asking like one of the execs like, "Oh, why don't we like why can't we work remotely?" You know what I mean? Like cuz for engineering especially, you mm. have to be in Redmond cuz all of our labs are in Redmond, all of yeah. like everything that we freaking do, yeah. if it's not in the factory, it's in Redmond. And I was yeah. like, "Why?" Like I'm like Microsoft is a gigantic company. Why can't we work remotely? And they're like, "Well, we just don't do that." The pandemic hit, and guess what everybody was doing? All of a sudden everybody could do it. Yeah, all of a sudden Booking. everybody com, could do Microsoft, it. Microsoft, exactly. all the banks. Oh, we figured out how to plug this into this now it's like you already you knew, knew you, you could have done, done it you just didn't want to and they could save so much like with my job i'm like guys why not just send us home permanently like y'all want to own buildings y'all want to pay for water plumbing cooking Food, like yeah. fixing the maintenance like why utilities like, just all it, of man. the office supplies all all of it yeah it's insane <sighs> and it's, it's just for me it's like it goes to show you it is possible but people just don't want to change nope that's it they don't want to change. They 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 they're so comfortable with the way the status quo, and that's one thing. I mean, as as bad as the pandemic was, and it was bad because a lot of people lost their yeah. lives. One of the good things is it forced human beings to wake the fuck up, to wake the fuck up, change the shit they're doing, and actually be in tune with yourself. Like during the pandemic, I went to therapy. Like everybody else was doing other shit. I was like, I'm gonna go see a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm gonna go see a therapist during this time. And I got more in tune with myself and it just, and I know a lot of people who did that too. So it's like the pandemic really forced us to look within yeah, and be like, you guys are going to crash. And I think the pandemic is literally like the universe giving us one last warning. Like, yo. Be like, take a chill pill. But then what happened? The country's open. And we were right back into the swing of things. I'm like, yeah, we Because people were like, oh, I can't watch my NBA. I can't watch my NFL. This is too boring. I can't do this. Give me entertainment. Get me out of this. Instead of realizing, like, this this should show you that your life is shit and you need to get it together. Yeah. And go fix go yourself. outside like that's your entertainment you are and a lot of a lot of people need that distraction because they don't want look to look inside themselves. yes you know what i'm saying i have a lot of colleagues that want to go back to the office because it's hard for them to work at home because they mentally can't do it and i'm like 
oh, you just can't face yourself. Or it's Got like it. people like, like <laughs> well, I know like for a lot of parents too, it's just like they want to get away from their kids. And I'm just like. The parents I understand. But even me, I'm like, what do you mean you want to get away from your kid? Like that's your kid. Like you're supposed to want to spend oh, no, time no, 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 with no, no, them. No, nope. no shot. No shot. No shot. I, I, need, to, I need a break. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I need adults, no shot, right? <laughs> not little kids vomiting and asking me for shit. And and poop. And, and uh, we, we, we good on that. But yeah, I, the world is. um. Uh, the world is a weird it's place. I, th- weird. I always say we need Thanos. We need Thanos. Thanos had a point. Thanos did have a <laughs> I point. Always, he had I always a big tell point. People, mm-hmm. He had a great point. I, it's I'm a like... terrible what he had to do to get to the point, but his point was very much valid. Yeah, I feel. Very much. It's like random selection. Snap my finger. But humans as as felt those... like ego tied to it because they're like, oh, well, now you're killing my friends and my family and I'm not okay with that. So I'm going to kill you now. I would rather us deal with overpopulation and pollution because I'm too emotionally attached to the people around me. And that's why I never agreed with Captain America or Iron Man because what Thanos said was right. <laughs> as long as there's people, as long as there's people who remember what was, there will be people who are not willing to accept what could be. This is true. So I just snap my fingers. Fifty percent random selection. I don't it's even think fair. it should be random. Yeah, we know who needs to go. <laughs> hey, yo, we do. We know who we exactly needs to go. It's very obvious. We do. It's very obvious. We know who needs to go. <laughs> in the interest of fairness, I guess we could Give do random selection. Just let them. <laughs> just Russian roulette, but in y'all gun, we gonna put three bullets. <laughs> just three. We can we can do that for y'all. You know, just fill the whole clip actually. But yeah. But these rich people go into space, so they about to kill off planet Earth and just leave us all here to rot and die. I know y'all see it. I see it. I know it. y'all see it. Mm-hmm. I'm just all trying to stay testing. close. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to stay close with them so I can at least have my ticket. Facts. You know? Like, hey, remember me? That time I helped you with your booking? Yeah, um, so... <laughs> you got one more room? Right on there. Just, just seat, <laughs> seat for Uno, please, seat. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm so involved in crypto as well, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> yes. So, you're into crypto. Explain why. Why are you into crypto? Because I'm just... I understand blockchain. I understand why people do blockchain, but I think crypto is hella sus. So, tell me, give me your spiel. Well, you're not wrong about the hella sus part, but I always say like, to me, crypto and blockchain is two different things, mm. right? So there's the blockchain of which you know yeah. about as a as an engineer. You're supposed to know all about that, right? Um, but then I am into crypto because it's generational wealth, like it it could literally generate it, right? So, for example, I'm a big heavy um investor in Cardano, right? Um, I learned about crypto two years ago from a guy from Aruba who was heavy into crypto at that time. And he kept telling me like, yo, you need to look into this. You need to look into this. I was like, I ain't looking into that crap. Like I got stocks in Scotiabank. And I was like, I thought, I thought I was the man at that point, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Until I got into crypto and I was like, what was I thinking? But, um, Cardano, I did a lot of research on a bunch of different coins, right? Cause the cryptocurrency is just. A, a native token yeah. for the foundation or the tech behind yeah. the token. So, for example, there's Cardano, but then the coin is ADA. Mm. And the coin and Cardano is two separate things, right? So, Cardano, I fell in love with what their mission is. Their mission is banking the bankless, right? And what I love about the CEO and creative Cardano, Charles Hoskinson, is that he literally said, my mission and vision is not to help these bigger countries. I'm going straight to the third world countries first, right? So, for example, Cardano just 
uh, wrapped up a deal in Ethiopia to put over a million students and give them digital IDs, but not only for their school grades and stuff, it could be for their medical records and all this stuff, you know, giving yeah, them like something that they never had. Yeah. Exactly. Because, you know, when you need to go get a loan or you need to go sign into a Google account, it's going to ask you for certain yeah. things that they don't have access yeah. to, but now they do because of Cardano mm. on and they and they did it on their blockchain, Sweet. right? So I said, okay, I can I can Support be that. behind something like this. So let me buy Ada, right? And then naturally, whatever Cardano does makes Ada look good, and then Ada rises. But then Ada and Cardano works on something called proof of stake, whereas Ethereum works on proof of work, yeah. where you know it's you have to use yeah, it. Yeah, it's and, like but how they generate has... the proof of like, is this an authentic transaction? Exactly. You have to actually use it, but then that causes high gas fees, which is what they're dealing with now. Cardano said, no, we're going to do proof of stake. So our blockchain and how you prove it is how much people stake the coin to the blockchain, to the pool. So, but with that, for example, if you stake a thousand Cardano to a, a stake pool on the blockchain, every five days you can make one to two free Cardanos. Mm -hmm. I make money every five days. <laughs> just you know what i'm saying so i'm thinking okay imagine if someone knows this information and not only make an account for them which is free you don't have yeah. to pay to use any of this technology cardano cardano gives it to you to do imagine you make an account for you and a kid that isn't even born yet you're like okay i'm gonna have a kid in the future but let me just make an account i'm gonna put a thousand cardano here and stake it by the time that child is born and that child is ready to go to college when you open that account again boom that's generational wealth right so that's why I really look into cryptocurrency, less for the money, even though I spoke about the money aspect, but more for what certain projects is doing in the world. That's why I love Cardano. Cardano is doing a lot. There's a couple other. VeChain is another one that I'm very interested in because they're all about authenticating supply chains. So with VeChain, if you buy a scarf from China, right, you can scan it and it will show you every single step of the from when it leaves to you from where it's been the temperature of the room it's been in how long it's been there if there was child labor involved did this this that like it shows you everything and this is the technology that vchain is bringing to the world mm. to where the president of china trusted vchain blockchain to send food because there was china like, trusted you know you know it's <laughs> legit so he actually trusted them to transport food for a big uh, meeting that he had because you mm. know he doesn't want to get assassinated so he was like let's let's use this blockchain and he tracked everywhere the food was to him and it was a success so wow yeah crypto crypto the tech not so much the market because the market is very very immature and it's yeah. a lot of kids and a bunch of, a lot of tribalism. Oh, and... did you hear about this coin? It's this... going up. You, you should, should buy, buy it. Dogecoin. Stupid shit. God damn it. Bro, I bought some Dogecoin. I'm not gonna... I had like $11 in Robinhood for my free stock that Robinhood <laughs> gave me. I put my $11 in Dogecoin. Make it rocket shipped. <laughs> it rocket shipped when all that conundrum went up. I mm -hmm. sold it and I was like, gang, gang, let me look at me with my hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You could make And then profit. I was like, oh, let's just put it back because fuck it. It's not even my money. I and don't even it care. And it fucking drop yeah really. i've, I've been mean, warning people about dogecoin for a long time like all my friends, i feel like any stock if elon says something and it, it changes it. the value hate don't it. put your money there hate like it. that just sounds dumb like yeah. if, that if pisses one, me off if one guy yeah. can manipulate an entire market 
then no, it's not the market for you to be in. And that's another reason why I love Cardano is because, fun fact, Cardano has the number one community in all of crypto. Like, Mm. our community in Cardano is the strongest. Cardano is the most staked. Like, my gang is the best Oh, no, it's it's Cardano for for life. This is blood in, blood out. (laughs) What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) No, but what it is, I really just got involved with it, you know? I... I, I follow, like, if you go on my Twitter, I used to follow, like, a bunch of just random stuff. Now my whole Twitter is just Cardano, like, the big, the, the CEO of Cardano, the CEO, the head of <laughs> Cardano Foundation, like, the, the influencers in Cardano, the head of stake pools. Like, I follow all these people. And one thing I've realized is that these are a group of like-minded people from across the world who mm. all have the same vision of in this, helping yeah. people who need the help. You know what I'm saying? And Cardano is giving people in not only Africa, but they're going to move to all types of places around the world. When they need, need to help St. Martin. That <laughs> is true. <laughs> that way, that way we can't say, Oh, where did the money go? Fun fact. There's Let's also, check. there's already a cryptocurrency out of Barbados and they're looking to become the main cryptocurrency for the Eastern Caribbean seaboard. So and we I need something. And I know that because I saw him tweet the owner of Cardano and the guy in Barbados knows the owner of Cardano and they talk. So Sweet. I'm like, bro, that's huge. Dang, dang. Like this, you're talking yeah. to a billionaire. Like Charles Hawkins is a multi-billionaire and he's just talking to this guy from Barbados. Hey, I like your protocol. Maybe we should talk more. Let's see what we could do together. I'm like, and I remember I, I told someone in St. Martin, um, what he uh Atwell, the minister of finance. I was like, yo, Atwell, what y'all you don't look into blockchain and cryptocurrency? And of course, you know, that whole, yeah, but, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is going to take a so while. So we're just going to stop there. Okay. Yeah, I got what I heard. Not you pretty stretch. much saying no. Yeah. Cool. It's a lot. I get it. <laughs> but this bull crap, anything is a lot. Building an airport is a lot. Okay. Building a telecommunication sector is a lot. Building a tourism sector is a lot. It, I feel like I'm sick and tired of them just having an excuse when it's like, okay, why don't we actually call in experts? Okay. We have locals. That went abroad, that have the expertise, yep. call one of them, mm-hmm. see what is up, mm-hmm. ask him, hey, can you just come and tell us, is this feasible? What would we need if yep. we wanted to go down this path? Yep. I'm sure you have folks that would be glad to give you that information. And then from there, actually develop an action plan with a budget that's very clear. And then I'm sure the Netherlands will give you your little token of bread. I maybe. wouldn't go through the Netherlands, though. That would be something that Martin would have to but do. That's on the only own. issue. Like, we can only get money from them. Yeah. They put out in the clause, but they sneak that one in their self, right in the fine print. Like, oh, by the way, any other disaster, you you're money. stuck here. You know, we owe them close to a billion guilders, right? Yes. Yes. Jesus yes. Christ. I'm like, how? 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 Where did the money go? I a billion invested into what? First of all, I'm like, what, what they, did we build with that? The, the, the Pelicans the, at the airport? Because I'm confused. The flag on the damn hill? Like, what What we do? Because it still got the po- sand in the ring road that never came to fruition. <laughs> like, I'm confused. Like, what, where did the billion go? Poverty? My education was not funded. Poverty is at an all-time high in Samantha. Like, I've never seen so much, like, poverty since. I've... It breaks my heart. And it's it really just getting worse. They still got roofs missing from Irma. It's still got... So I'm like, all this debt, where did the money go? I know. I mean, we know. <laughs> I always <laughs> tell people, I always tell people, there's a reason why St. Martin opens a casino every two days. Like, we are the money laundering haven of the Caribbean. We owe hell. You know what I'm saying? So, they, if you want to commit a crime, do it in St. Martin. 
<laughs> you're gonna get away trust me on that one exactly <laughs> nobody's looking you can freaking have an oil spill and nobody will hold you accountable so At clearly all. you can do whatever the hell you want and gb's like what's that that's from us that's they're like us. i don't know what you're talking they're about. like that we didn't do that what you no. talking? maybe there was like a group what of squids like a group of squids and they just, just inked in the water yeah it happened it was a mating call <laughs> nah but that's that's why i like cryptocurrency it, it, it helps people who needs the help and um yeah man it we need the help it. yeah we do yeah, i i am i'm trying to like there's so many things i need to look up bro <laughs> ridiculous like i have a list i need to stop looking at youtube i need to buy books and start reading books my issue is like I, I don't like to buy books because I don't want the paper, but I low-key hate reading books on my Kindle, and I'm also cheap, so I don't like to pay for shit. But then don't stop using YouTube. I learned about crypto through YouTube. Yeah, but, like... I know. I I, know. I just feel like I want to read a book, you know? Like, I don't want to... Because then I feel like, who... How do you really know what the fuck they're putting out on YouTube? Half the shit is just trash. I don't even... Well, I'm I think just, I, like, sent I, need, you, I sent you... You did send me some stuff. Yeah. I still haven't read it. I so figured. I, I'm bad on my assignments. <laughs> I still need to read it. I was like, let me at least read it before we talk. And then it didn't happen. And I was like, nah, Shit, it's, okay. <laughs> it's fine. Like, it's it's fine. But again, there's there's so much capabilities to blockchain and the technology behind it. That's why that's why blockchain is your friend. You know what I'm saying? Again, <clears throat> you buy a thousand Cardano, you stake it. You make like one one to two Cardano's every five days. And a thousand dollars. Like, I honestly could do that. Like, I, I, I'm. And right now, I'm... Cardano is like at a euro per coin. That's yeah, like I know. It's something. cheap. It's a dollar. It's like, a dollar is nothing. I literally buy Amazon stocks for $3,000 for one fucking share. Okay, like, no, now you're ridiculous. fucking up. Um, I need to get you on this crypto <laughs> thing. <laughs> I want to really get into real estate and start buying properties and start getting my rental income, yeah. give me some assets. But that's why I want to move back home. I want to I want to buy a house and then build an apartment. I'm scared to buy a house on the island because I'm scared of global warming. I mean, yeah, but it's home. You can't be scared I of your know, home. It is, what but it like, is. if it floods, I'll you know give what? you a tip: live anywhere in Ebenezer, Sorry, Watson, Peters area. I no, I I you think I'm laughing. Yeah, look, my favorite, my favorite subject in high school was geography. Let's just put that out there. Like, I okay. am, I am such a nerd when it comes to weather, climate, how the tectonic plates work, stuff like that. Sweet, sweet. I always wanted to be a meteorologist, so let's start there. So, boom, <laughs> when I when we moved to Ebenezer, all them years ago, I remember I was in and I learned geography. I was like, "Yo, mommy, this is actually the safest place to live on the island." And she was like, "Why?" I really? Was like, yeah, because we surrounded by hills. Right. And if you look and, and Irma proved me right, because Ebenezer after Irma only had two houses damaged and one only get damaged because the echo hit it. If the echo didn't hit it, mm. it would have been good. Right. So it's only I was only say only one house get damaged out of the whole Ebenezer because we surrounded by hills. So that blocks wind, strong wind from hitting us. I'm from not concerned about the wind. Side. I'm concerned about flooding water. now. Flooding now. OK. Realistically, if a flood was to happen like a tsunami, right. It would realistically either come from the south because of a volcano from Montserrat or something, or mm. right, and that's yeah. town. So tsunamis, <laughs> no, but listen, tsunamis don't rise high; they push in. So to get yeah. through town, Cahill, Sucker Garden, to go, like you know what I'm saying, to pass through Madame Estate, come down to go up Illich Road to better right reach Ebony. There's no way. There's literally no way it could reach. Because it gonna go around, it gonna go around. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, right? I'm nervous, bro. I'm nervous. And 
again, the hills. Tsunamis don't raise high, they raise in. So just be build a house in the hill, you safe. I'm just like, put me on top of Peak Parody. I'm just saying, if but people who live like Simpson Bay, I don't know how they do it. Honestly, God. Yeah, I could not do I it. Can't, yeah. like, I cannot like... sleep soundly knowing that the ocean is right next to me. Like, literally my backyard, I'm going to be like, no, no shot. This is this is crazy. And the worst part is Simpson Bay was literally built like they filled it in. It's not natural. No. So clearly, if there's anything to go first, nature's taking out what we built first. Oh like, yeah, facts. Simpson Bay gone. <laughs> like a tsunami, Simpson Bay gone. Simpson Bay airport, Over. lowlands, done. All the friends, all that gone. You know what I'm saying? But sandy ground will be sandy no more. Sandy, it gonna be sandy. Ain't gonna yeah. have a ground. <laughs> no ground. It gonna be sandy. But again, Ebenezer will. To survive. <laughs> if you don't buy a house, anybody well, listening, buy it in that area. I <laughs> appreciate that advice because I, I would love to have a house on St. Martin. Like, I mean, it's my home. Like you said, like it would, for me, like not being able to own a house out of fear of climate change is something that breaks my heart. As a St. Martin born and bred, like mm-hmm. my navel string buried somewhere. Somewhere the there. Somewhere I couldn't even there. tell you. In Just somewhere outside. Yeah, exactly. Right there. But I know what hospital it's true. What kind of garbage and end up on a dump or some shit. That's nah. true. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but it's home is home. We we gotta we gotta you know home is home. Can't run from it. I feel you. Well, today is self love. Like, what am I saying? Self care Sunday. It and is. Since you you be right in the tunes of self love. What? How do you relax on your Sundays, or at least use it to like re energize and yeah. do some self care? Well, when booking dot com don't have me slaving my life away on a Sunday. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what I usually do is I light my sage. Right. Um, I play reggae music very loud at ridiculous levels old school reggae music my favorite genre is reggae um so that normally relaxes me and i i live on a the top floor a little french balcony so i would just sit there let the sun shine in on me so on sundays you know if i was home it was i don't even go mullaby on sundays no more too populated but (laughs) (laughs) on sundays what i do like i said is just reggae music sage you know what i'm saying i dance around the house i use sundays to just be in tune with my wacky side. Just do whatever I want. If I want to dance naked, I'm going to dance naked. If I want, you know, if I want to bop to some reggae, I bop it to some reggae, you know what I'm saying? I just take a shot. I got like rum rum punch from the island and stuff. So I just take a little shot. You know, I, I make myself feel home. Good, yeah. So anybody who listening on, you know, on Sundays, just just return to your roots. Just re- go back to what grounds you. You know what I'm saying? Because you have a whole week Monday to Friday, on the go, living in the matrix, doing the people and work. Saturday is a day where you're like coming off of it. You know what I'm saying? I don't really go out. It's a matter I was going out straight, but I don't up here. I do not go out. You know what I'm saying? So, and then you're coming off of it. And so Sunday is the day you just relax. So ground yourself, people. Ground yourself. Stay in that house. What do you do on a Sunday? Me? Yeah. I work, I swear, every day of the week. <laughs> I know it just That's the opposite of like me. She's people... like, well, me, um, opposite of you, bro. I'm out here tired as fuck. I <laughs> But it's weird, like, like, because I'm always doing stuff. Like, I have my podcast. I'm trying to do stuff for the nonprofit. Like, I'm trying to get my, I always, I'm in my thing of, like, constant improvement, constant trying to do better. Yeah. I literally, yeah, I, I, it sounds terrible, but, like, I do work, like, every single day, almost. Like, I do, or at least I'm doing something related to something that I enjoy. Yeah. But for me, I don't look at it as work, so it doesn't, like, yeah. bother me. But my weekends, I usually, like, if I'm not doing things for my blog or writing things for the nonprofit or trying to just, like, 
plan my next week, make sure that I'm hitting my goals, which I don't always do, you know, and just making sure like I'm on top of things because during the week, like for me, that's Microsoft's time, you know, and so like when I'm in the week, I'm making sure like, okay, am I doing stuff that's good for my job? Like, am I doing things, projects related to maybe not necessarily my role, but within Microsoft that can help me grow? Yeah. Um, Am I learning things related to my role? Because there's so freaking much to learn on microsoft it literally blows my mind like there, like people think like oh yeah your computer just works like nasus you know how much work goes into making sure all of your technology does what it's supposed to and like me now being a, a quality engineer like i see all the bugs all the time now where it's like oh yeah that probably shouldn't have been like that Somebody should have caught that, you know, but like as a consumer, you don't really think about it. That's why I laugh when I see people hit their computer when it's stuck. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, you think that that'll unstick it? Like, do this. Trust me, I do thing. the same thing. I'm like, if you don't, if it, you know, maybe all you really got to do is power it off, power it back off. Yeah, hey, plug <laughs> up, plug we'll in. Fix it. Plug up, plug in. <laughs> But it's in, it's really insane to see like all the work that goes into it. And then once I'm done working, I like go to the gym because I'm trying to you know get thick out here, get strong. Gym life get, is you life. Know, just I see flex. you. I see you. <laughs> and it's a struggle because it's like okay, after I'm working, I go to the gym. I come home. Now I'm still gonna try and do some like some stuff for the nonprofit. Okay, then it's like nine o'clock. I still need to eat. You yeah. know, I still need to make sure I'm eating three meals a day. So. And then I have to go to bed and it's like, shit, and then I have to wake up again and do it all over. So I'm always like doing stuff. But then there are moments when I crash and I'm like, fuck this. Like, I really just don't feel like doing anything. And then I just let myself chill. So how can how can people stay connected with Gilda and like find out when your new music is coming out and like figure out how to support you so we can help grow this cult fan base? Yes. You know? Yes. Um, Well, Stream Self Love featuring Amarty right now. It's out on every it's good. exactly. You're not even gonna regret it. Yeah, it's, it's on so good. Every single platform. Shout out to everyone who's been streaming it so far. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Gilda underscore IY. That's G U I L D A underscore IY. Um, Twitter, same thing. I keep everything the same. Uh, I don't have. A, I would literally only be on Instagram. like and twitter like i feel like instagram is a spot now where you don't even need to make a website like you can sell your stuff there you could post a link you could set up a shop you could set up a a subscription email list like instagram is a spot so check me on instagram again g-u-i-l-d-a underscore i-y and um yeah just tune in man my music is all about growth it's all it's all about self-improvement it's all about you know tapping in with your your inner self and it's just good vibes like you can't listen to my music and ever feel bad about something you know and i I pride myself in that i pride myself in not cursing in 99 percent of my songs i don't curse (laughs) there's the one percent where i do but it's never like you know i don't use the b word um which is bitch i don't i don't call women that i don't use the n-word in my songs like it's it's family friendly you know what i'm saying and that's another thing too like a lot of kids listen to my music so i'm very conscious of that and i'm like okay well what legacy am I going to leave? Like I said earlier, right? Like, what message do I want to pass down to yeah, them? Yeah, what so, is the reputation you so want to have If I ever, out there? if God forbid I die tomorrow, the kids who are listening to me now when they grow up are going to be like, well, he taught me this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, it wasn't all about gang it, bitches. Gang, hey, that's fun though. When I'm in the club pra, and that pra. Migos come on, ain't nothing but a little bit straight. It, it, being kicking shit, popping out daily. Ooh, on a, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, skeet, skeet. Skeet, yeah. Skeet. But yeah, Gilda. Um, at Gilda underscore IY. That's where you can find me. And again, shout out to you. Thank you for um, bringing me on here. I really was excited because I just love, I love podcasts. 
And I literally told myself, okay, I'm good. Because I listened to a couple episodes and I'm like, okay, I'm going to really make her podcast a part of my podcast routine. Because all I do is listen to sports. I'm a huge sports fan, but I'm like, I need to listen to other things. So you're definitely going to be the first one. I appreciate it. No, I support you. I support you. you I appreciate it. We got to support what we own, as we just say. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Chatterbox. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to show your support by subscribing to this podcast and leaving us a review. Follow us on Instagram at the.chatterbox for teasers and updates.